the name of one God, who is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm grateful to see all of you uh, this morning, and as we reflect on uh, the wonderful scriptures, the good news uh, placed before us, uh, I wish, of course, uh, all of you uh, a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, as I do so, and as we begin to reflect on the lessons before us, what I would invite you along with me to look at is this, and we'll look at obviously both uh, Philippians and John's Gospel, but, but particularly in, in Philippians. You read that portion uh, from the fourth chapter of Philippians. And uh, Philippians is one of those letters um, that many of us know um, something about. Well, we, we may not know a lot about a lot of things in there. Philippians is one of those that a lot of us have some familiarity with. It's a letter which Paul wrote to the church uh, in Philippi. Incredible skills of deduction um, to come up with that one there. But it's a, it's a letter that Paul wrote um, to the church uh, in Philippi. And one of the things that stands out about that particular letter is the is the joy, uh, is, the, is the thanksgiving, the rejoicing that carries throughout all of that. And one of the things that you're probably familiar with as well. Uh, and if you're not, um, just pretend you are. Um, and uh, and that is it's, that it's one of the prison epistles. It's one of the letters um, that Paul wrote um, while in jail. And, and the reason I share all of that with you, and I want us to sort of go back a little bit um, to the Acts of the Apostles, to the 15th and the 16th chapter as we reflect on Thanksgiving this morning. Particularly what I invite you to see uh, and the life of Paul, and one of the things that I certainly pray for you and for me as well, that we might actually not just see, um, but experience in a real and tangible way in our life and our faith. And, and that is this, that Paul came to a place of joyful thanksgiving that was independent of circumstance. Paul came to a place of joyful thanksgiving um, that was independent uh, of circumstance. And that's one of the things that we see offered um, to you and to me in the Christian faith is, uh, is a truth, yes, uh, in the here and now, but also something which is larger um, than our struggles and trials, something that is larger um, than our current context, whatever that might be, whether that be times uh, of ease and joy and thanksgiving, whether that be times of loss and challenge uh, and trial, um, regardless of the circumstances in which we find ourselves, we have um, food provided for us. We have substance um, for our lives. We have a foundation which is made available to you and to me that our ultimate reality, that our ultimate certainty, even quite frankly that our ultimate experience uh, might be one of thanksgiving, uh, might be one of joy, might be one of rejoicing. And I go back, as I mentioned, to the 15th chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, and perhaps uh, you have some uh, remembrance. It is a time in which um, Paul and Barnabas uh, are preparing to go uh, on another missionary journey, and uh, Paul um, has big plans for what that will look like. Um, and uh, so it's not just you and me um, that have big plans, uh, and then like to uh, sort of include God in what those big plans are. It's also fine apostles like Paul as well who had um, a fabulous plan that God, of course, then needed to come alongside and bless. Um, and it was a good plan. He was going to take um, the gospel to the churches uh, in Asia. So, you know, 
Good, good plan, all um, wonderful. But we hear that before that began, a sharp dispute uh, arose between Paul and Barnabas. Uh, and it had to do over a young man named John Mark. And John Mark had gone along with them on one of the previous missionary journeys. Uh, and as they got along the way, if, if you remember, one British bishop said, you know, what's wrong with my ministry? When I, when I arrived, they have a tea party. Whenever Paul arrived, they had a riot. Um, and so uh, one of the things, uh, John Mark, as he went uh, along with Paul, uh, times were tough. Uh, the reception was not what he uh, expected. Um, he he got homesick. He got scared. He fell short, uh, and he returned home. Certainly, something um, that we can identify with. And this sharp dispute arose because, as they were preparing to go on this missionary journey, Barnabas uh, wanted to take John Mark along. Um, Paul was adamant um, that he had um, left them and the lurch before, and he was not um, going along. A sharp dispute arose among them, and we hear that um, Barnabas and John Mark, who would later uh, be the author of the Gospel of, um, yes, you guessed it, um, the Gospel uh, of Mark. So we see the wonderful work of God uh, in redeeming and restoring and working through uh, this man, which uh, at one particular time um, fell short. So Paul and Silas go in one direction, Barnabas uh, and John Mark um, in another. And so they're going along their way. And as they're going along their way again, um, Paul had this very definite plan uh, of what they were going to do. They were going to go into Asia. And what happened next is curious. We hear that as they had these plans um, to go into Asia, um, that the Holy Spirit prevented Paul uh, and Silas from entering um, into Asia. We hear that they had this wonderful plan, what they were going to do. Um, they were excited about that. They were going to enter into uh, Asia. And none other than the Holy Spirit of God, we're told, uh, prevented them, forbade them, in fact, from speaking the word in Asia. And this is 16.7. When they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So here we see um, this, what I would imagine would be this tremendous frustration. They had this wonderful plan. Um, they were excited about it. They were rejoicing. They were thankful for it. And yet God seems to be putting barriers and blockades in front of that um, which they desire to do. And we hear that after this, after twice being prevented by God himself uh, for going into Asia and for going into Bithynia, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And immediately we're told, after this vision, they gathered um, their belongings and off they went to Macedonia. And why do I share um, all of that with you? Because uh, Macedonia, what it's talking about there is Philippi. He had been blocked from going to these particular places uh, and led instead by God. Um, toward Macedonia, this vision from this man, come over uh, and help us. And Paul uh, and ends up going to Philippi. Why do I share um, all of that with you? Uh, because as Paul um, arrives in Philippi, as we see as we read the letter to the Philippians, this was a community of faith. These were relationships. This uh, was a ministry um, which God opened to Paul, which was entirely different um, than the one that he had in mind. Uh, and yet we see uh, this relationship, this ministry, this um, fellowship within the body of Christ with the people of Philippi would be a relationship that would bring tremendous joy and rejoicing and thanksgiving to Paul um, in his life. 
And why do I share all of that with you? Well, I share all of that with you because I pray that you will hear, along with me uh, as well, the wonderful ways uh, in which God works. And I share that because, one, we see that there is uh, a deeper thanksgiving available to you and to me that's bigger than our circumstance. And secondly, um, we see um, that Paul uh, was fed deeply um, by God, that which was spoken of in the Gospel of John this morning, that in our relationship with God, in our being drawn to the one who first um, seeks us, that you and I might be fed in such a way which is so deep, which is so lasting, which is so abiding, um, that it transcends of the circumstances in which we find ourselves. We see the amazing grace uh, and the character of God when it's immediately able to be discerned and also when it's difficult to discern. Uh, the wonderful good purposes of God as He seeks us to draw us to Himself that you and I might be fed in ways um, which are greater than circumstance. That you and I might be fed in ways that not just feed our bellies, uh, but ways that ultimately um, feed our souls. That we might seek God, that we might be drawn to God, that we might be um, filled by God. And so what I lift up to you and to me um, this day is this. We see um, the amazing grace and character of our God in Jesus Christ who comes forth into the world um, to seek us uh, and to feed us in the ways that we need to be fed. Because the reality is um, we often don't know um, what we need. Um, we often don't know um, what we want. And despite our best efforts, we often don't know um, how to feed ourselves. But we see the grace and the purpose and the character of God that comes forth that you and I might be drawn to Him. That we might be filled with joy and rejoicing and thanksgiving in a deep and abiding way. Not by everything always going the way that we think it should. Uh, not by everything always going the way um, that we want. Uh, but by being drawn um, to Him. And by being drawn to Him, we find... Um, but he knows our needs better than we know them ourselves. And he feeds us in a way which nothing, all the circumstances and trials and challenges of this world cannot take away. And also, the way that he feeds us feeds not just our bodies, but ultimately feeds us in a way that brings us to everlasting life. He gives us the bread which is himself, that bread from heaven, the waters um, which never fail. And as we hear that this day, I invite you along with me to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have sought us graciously in the gift of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, and that when we can see and understand and when we cannot, uh, you seek to draw us to yourself, um, to nourish us, to fill us uh, in ways which abide, uh, in, which, in ways which lead to everlasting life. Lord, in our efforts to feed ourselves, draw us to you, um, that we might be fed and sustained by you, that we might know uh, life in all of its fullness, in relationship with you, and life everlasting, which you give to us in the gift of Jesus, your Son, in whom our faith is placed, and in whose name we pray. Amen.